Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to MattNews.biz, the podcast where we explore the idea of what does it mean to follow Christianity as a way of life. And what we're going to be doing is just looking at different aspects of life, different questions that we have um, through the news, through uh, videos that you see online, and, and really digest those things and say, okay, I have this information in front of me. How can I deploy a Christian frame of mind to that. And um, today we're going to tackle the question of Halloween. How can we as a Christian community um, celebrate Halloween? Should we celebrate Halloween? And if so, how should we celebrate Halloween? We're going to be talking about that today. Um, again, this is, uh, you'll, you'll hear me say it, this is just a really quick, just out of the blue episode. Um, I was just uh, pondering Halloween. Um, the question came up on a Facebook post and um, it comes up every year. So I just wanted to address it here on my podcast. Um, I think I've already addressed it once, but here I am again, probably every year going to address this question. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? And here we go. Here I'm going to answer it now. So without further ado, here is this episode of MattNews.biz, episode 41, Should We Celebrate Halloween? Hey, what's going on, everybody? So this is going to be a quick, uh, just a quick little episode here um, that'll probably get posted, you know, uh, on actual podcast stuff uh, pretty quickly as well. Boom, it's working. Great. Um, and I know nobody's going to be watching tonight because it's really late. Like, it's almost midnight. It's 1130. Um, but uh, this is usually, um, I was writing. Um, so as some of you might know, I'm writing a, uh, a movie, um, and, um, and I've, I'm on my second draft and I sent that out to some readers, uh, of mine who are reading it right now and I'm kind of waiting for their feedback to, um, uh, make any changes or anything like that to do a third draft. Um, but while I'm waiting, I started to write like a, a book, you know, um, I, I like to write movies more just cause I feel like it goes faster, but I wanted to challenge myself and I know. Next month is like writing month or like there's some weird writing novel, you know, challenge that happens every November. And so I figured, you know, maybe I'd get a jump on it and start writing it and, um, you know, uh, work on something else while I'm waiting for the other projects to kind of be looked at, you know, and, and finalize those. But anyways, I digress. So what I wanted to uh, share with you guys is um, this uh, question which is asked, I don't know, it's it's asked every single year. Every single year it comes up, which is, should Christians celebrate Halloween? Um, and you, it, it, it's, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag, and it's um, a lot of times the, the people who are telling you you shouldn't are, um, they're either uh, like hardcore uh, AGs, like they're hardcore, uh, charismatics. And so they're already kind of, uh, they're already, um, what was it leery or, uh, just, they're already like honed in on like 
that everything is witchcraft. You know, <laughs> if it's not, um, if it, if it's not you reading the Bible, or if it's not you talking about Jesus, it's witchcraft. It's of the world. Um, it's evil, and it's from Satan. You know, that's kind of the charismatic way. And uh, so, and one of those things, the biggest, one of the biggest things is Halloween, and it always comes around Halloween season, whether you should or shouldn't celebrate Halloween. And, you know, I've gone back and forth on this only because, you know, um, my family grew up, we loved Halloween. And, uh, we, you know, we weren't uh, um, Christians by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we were that family that, you know, we believed in God, um, but we didn't really know if Christianity was the kind of thing. Um, so um, we... We grew like we would ask my grandma all the time, you know, Grandma, what you know, what religion are we? And she would tell us we were heathens. So uh, um, Halloween was just a big. We loved Halloween, just like I think every I think every family that came out of the fifties, you know, um, the fit the fifties really pushed Halloween as a communal event that happened, and you would take your kids out trick or treating, and they would. Uh, go and have fun, and you know, and be dressed up as ghosts and goblins and witches and ghouls and uh, monsters and things like that. You know, pirates and uh, clowns and all that jazz. And they would go out and they would just have fun on Halloween. And that's kind of the tradition that I grew up in. It wasn't some pagan, you know, Satan worshiping thing, you know. And I, I do feel as though um, as time has progressed that Halloween has gotten more gruesome, you know, I do feel that. And so it does feel a little bit more like nowadays, especially that Halloween maybe has become a little bit more evil, you know, but I, I don't think that you throw, it's kind of that, that old adage, you know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because you have people that do gruesome things for Halloween, you know, and they want to scare the crap out of you all the time because that's what they, that's the traditions that they kind of grew up on is haunted houses and being scared all the time, you know, and, 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 uh, so the, and horror movies. And so that's the way that they treat Halloween is they, you know, think of Halloween as more of the celebration of horror movies and horror as a genre, you know, um, where Halloween is more of like this celebration of death, you know, um, so I can see where horror kind of fits kind of, you know, hand in hand or hand in glove or however you want to um, say it. But uh, I see where that comes from. But uh, my sister, uh, we, were, we were talking about this a while back. My sister wanted to get this tattoo. I don't know if she ever got a tattoo, um, but uh, of Memento Mori. And um, I had never heard it before. And uh, I know my sister gets really angry at me because sometimes I just take things that she does and I adopt them for myself. And um, and so I really, when she told me about Memento Mori and I looked it up a little bit, you know, she told me what it, what it meant, you know. And but I started, I looked into it a little bit deeper, and found out it was a very Christian. Uh, you know, it it became a very Christian mantra, which is just Memento Mori, remember death, remember that you are going to die. And, um, and it just, it, it brought, cause it was at, it was at a time, you know, she told me this at a time when I was like questioning, should Christians really 
celebrate Halloween, you know, because it's this, you know, uh, it's this celebration of death and, you know, uh, death isn't a part of the plan really, you know, in, in Christian, you know, in the Christian, uh, what, what I feel like the Bible teaches is death, death really isn't part of the plan because, um, the Bible talks about how death is the last enemy that will be defeated. Um, <clears throat> but the mindset of memento mori is that you remember death, you remember that you're going to die for a couple of reasons. One of those reasons is that you remember that you need to do the best that you can on earth while you have the time, right? So do the best you can on earth before you die, because you will die. Um, there's this cool clip of Gary Vee, um, and uh, uh, this girl runs up to his, you know, if you don't know who Gary Vee is, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a big um, social media guru, uh, marketing guru kind of person, um, and, and, and he has a, a fairly large fan base. Um, but a girl runs up to his limo, and she knocks on his window, and he rolls it down, and he's talking to her. He's such a cool guy like that. But he's talking to her, and she asks him, you know, what's one thing, you know, that you, you would say? You know, or what's one piece of advice, you know, that you, you know, that you would tell people? And he says, remember that you're going to die, you know? And um, it's that idea, memento mori, remember death, remember that you're going to die. And it goes, and, and, and just a spin off on another idea, but um, Mr. Rogers uh, talked about this um, Jewish principle called, called tikkun olam, which is to uh, the, the, the restoration of the world. And I believe that's the message of the Bible. The entirety of the Bible is, is, is this world that God made that was good, um, and then it became broken. And so, uh, so it's our job as uh, the ambassadors of Christ to repair it. So we, we are here to tikkun olam, to repair the world. And we have to remember that we have, we ourselves, uh, individually, um, have a finite amount of time in which we can repair our peace. And um, so I think that if you were to celebrate Halloween in that fashion, right? If you were to celebrate Halloween, you know, you, you could, and, and I think that um, uh, getting into the fun side of it with like witches and, 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 and uh, ghosts and things like that, like that's a, that's a fun aspect of it. You know, I don't, I don't feel like if you were to um, um, if you were to get into the uh, commercialization of witches and like the Looney Tunes version of witches, I don't think that you're doing anything wrong. I don't think you're doing anything bad. I think if your conscience is clean doing it, then you should just stick with it. You know, be fine with it. Don't don't let other people talk you out of it. Um, but I think that if you if you are having a hard time saying how can I like I want to celebrate Halloween I just don't know how I can celebrate Halloween as a Christian. Um, I say if it's just eating away at your conscience too much, then just don't do it. Um, if you haven't celebrated Halloween in years and you just don't think it's a, an important holiday to you, then don't um, celebrate in it. I know that for my family we've kind of grown, um, and it makes me sad actually that we've kind of grown further away from Halloween. It's not as big of a holiday as it was. Um, a lot of times what we end up doing is is just kind of uh, carving pumpkins and uh, watching Halloween movies. Like we watch Hocus Pocus and we watch um, uh, things like that. 
But um, we really don't do anything for Halloween as much. We don't dress up as much. We don't go out as much. We used to go out to, uh, to um, uh, like the haunted houses and stuff like that. And, I, you know, I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, we just don't do it as much anymore. And so I know that there are some Christian uh, family households that don't celebrate Halloween and they haven't in a while. And so it's not a really big deal if they do or don't um, celebrate it. And so it's like, if you're, if you're that person, then don't worry about it. But if you're that person who's like, you miss Halloween, you miss celebrating Halloween and you want to celebrate Halloween, but you don't know how to do it as a Christian. I think that, that, that doing it that way, where you're making it about remembering the fact that you're going to die, then you could find ways to celebrate it. You know, you can decorate. I think you should feel free to decorate in, in ghosts and spirits and tombstones and things like that. Because you're pointing to the fact that people are going to die. And these are imagery images that people associate with death. is ghosts and tombstones and spider webs and spiders and skeletons, you know, that sort of thing. But um, this is why I want um, um, to move into this, um, the real reason why I started this whole spontaneous podcast episode was because of this. So... I'm looking for things to read for my other podcast, uh, Story Suite. Um, I haven't done a new one in a long time. The last one I did was last Halloween, um, and I did a reading of The Telltale Heart by um, Edgar Allan Poe. You can go check that out. It's on uh, all, all, all platforms. That really helps me out even financially because when you listen to it, um, it, it kicks back a little bit with advertisement and gives a little bit to, to me. Um, so go check that out. Um, it's called Story Suite, S. U-I-T-E, um, and I have other ones where I read kind of American Tall Tales and stuff like that. Um, that was what I wanted that podcast to be, and then it turned into Story Suite because I just really love uh, Jim Henson's The Storyteller, and so I really want, like, um, I, a part of me really wants to keep that legacy of storytelling going, and so that's why I do that. But um, so, I'm, so I was trying to find something to read for Halloween kind of season, and um, I'm, I'm looking through all the public domain things. And I ran across this this um, book, and it's a, a like a devotional book for Halloween, specifically for Halloween. And it was written by a uh, Catholic bishop. And let me find it here. I got so many tabs open for writing. So it's called Halloween, and it's a room uh, romance, like a romance uh, poem. Um, but it's Halloween, a romance. So and and the book is, sorry, the book is titled. Halloween, a romant with lays medita- uh, meditative and devotional by the author of Christian Ballads. So it's 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 uh, two kind of two works in one, and this is published in 1845. Um, and so it has this. Uh, um, it, it is a poem called Halloween, and it was written. Um, uh, the poem was written by a Catholic uh, bishop. And then the rest of it is called Lays, um, and it's like uh, it's it's just a, um, a collection of uh, Christian psalms and ballads and things like that that are that deal with death. And so it's just kind of this collection. Um, I don't want to read Halloween just yet because it's a really really long poem, and I want to save. I, I'm thinking about saving that for um, my Story Sweet podcast. Uh, but what I do have here is um, a note that I want to read from the publisher. I believe this is from the publisher. Um, But here it goes. Here's a note. 
and this is what I, I want to read this because I want to give uh, Christians a, a, a frame of mind that they can approach Halloween, right? So here it is. All Saints Day, as all good Christians should remember, is the first day of November. Halloween is a sweet Scotticism for its vigil, familiar to the reader of Burns, for but which I have grudged to the degrading use which has been made of it by that unhappy bard. Instead of the profane rites of which it has been desecrated, he's talking about like the, you know the um, the uh, pagan kind of rituals and everything like that. Um, I have supposed it observed in Christian homes by fireside tales and recollections of the departed and conversations about the state of intermediate repose. Such would be a less unfitting way of preparing for a festival in which the church commemorates her saints and martyrs and all of the dead in Christ as part of her holy communion, expecting with her the resurrection of the body and the final reward of life everlasting. This festival is counterpart of Easter, telling of death, as Easter does of resurrection, and as God has given to the latter the reviving blossom and the sweet springtime, so he has set the former in the autumn and strown the sayer leaves in our path to the church. As it's becoming a symbol, and thus the true Catholic always finds finds himself living in harmony with nature, for the author of nature is the author of his holy religion. He has a, jo he has a joy which the world knows not in beholding all the works of God. They have, they have a place in that system of the universe in which, of which the Catholic Church is a part, a Niagara, a Mont Blanc, Possess, possess for him a ritual character as real as really as the Te Deum, in which he sings, All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. Um, and so that's the note. And there's a little bit more here about like different things. Um, but I just wanted to read that big that big thing because what it's saying, it's saying a few things here is that, you know, um, yeah, we we um he considers uh, the pagan rituals and all that and desecration of the of the of the day, um, the Halloween season, um, and I think that's the I think that's the contest that a lot of Christians have is that uh, how do we not get involved in the pagan traditions? Um, so I think what you can do with Halloween um, is what 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 he's talking about having fireside tales and recollections of people who have passed away, the departed, and having conversations about what we think happens. Um, when he talks about an intermediate repose, so the intermediate state. If you believe in that, if you believe in the intermediate state, then I think that's what you should have conversations about. You have it about people who have died, and you have uh, you have conversations about an intermediate state. Um and he's saying that these things would would be uh, less unfitting uh, to prepare for the festival of All, the All Saints Day, um, which is an actual Christian uh, holiday or a Catholic's holiday. And I don't want to get into that argument, but um, that's what that's what uh, this author, the, the author who published it, the, the notes he's saying. Um, and he's saying that he actually states that Halloween he feels is um, a counterpart to Easter because where Easter is talking about resurrection and life, that Halloween is a time of death and, 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 and it's a time of sowing, right? 
he doesn't say that, but I, that's kind of where I'm going, is that Halloween is the time of sowing. So here it goes. Uh, so this is 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 35. It says, But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? What kind of body do they come? You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not uh, the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or uh, some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same. But there is one kind of human, another for animals, another for birds, another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one of a kind, and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, and for stars differ from the stars and glory. So, and this is 40, verse 42, so is it with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, and what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, and it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, is raised a spiritual body. For there is a natural, there is also a spiritual. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a living spirit. But it is not the spirit a spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of the dust. The second man is from heaven, and and was the man of dust. So also are those who are of the dust, and as the man of heaven, so also are those who are in, of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of man of dust, we shall also bear the image of man of heaven. It's talking about uh, resurrection. That if we are born in Christ, if we we are born in the spiritual. Then we're going to be raised in the spiritual. Um, but if we're born of dust, if we're born of the earth, then we're going to go back to the earth. We're going to be born of, of, of dust. Um, but in that passage, in that passage, it talks about what is sown in corruption. He just means a corruptible body that's going to decay. Um, you, it will be raised in glory. So that's a way that you could look at Halloween and you could tell the stories of, of the, those who have passed and uh, talk about death with your family. It's a really, it would be a really great time to do that, to talk to them about, to talk to, to actually, how many families sit down and talk to their families about death and really ponder it and really think about that memento mori. Let's, let us sit down and let us talk about death and really ponder it as what it is, and it can be that halfway mark for you that says, hey, this is the time of Halloween, this is the time where we reflect on death, and then um, it leads us into the resurrection um, and the resurrection of Christ and what the resurrection is supposed to be about, which is resurrection from the dead, resurrection into eternal life. And so I think if Christians were to, instead of Christians saying, you should never celebrate Halloween, what they should be saying is, how can we redeem Halloween back for Christianity? And, and the thing is, is you don't have to because it was done a long time ago. Um, I know a lot of people, um, a lot of Protestants are, are iffy about the Catholic Church, but we need to get, you need to get over that um, because there's a lot of tradition and there's a lot of liturgy that I think that we miss out on as Christians um, because we're too proud to do it. And we don't even, you know, um, there, so there's this great uh, TV show. Um, I actually think that it's a great faith-based TV show. A lot of people will not think of it that way. It's a horror show. It's, it's, uh, um, talk, it's about vampires and stuff. 
Um, but I think that the real meaning behind that show, and the show is, um, uh, shoot, I just forgot what it's called. Um, it's a great show, though. Definitely should watch it. Midnight Mass. It's a great show, and the whole the whole time that the show goes on, um, everyone questions death, and they're afraid of death. They're afraid of dying, and they talk about death and religion and faith the entire show, and I th- and I think it's a good um, warning, and I think it's a good dialogue, and so I think that if Christians were to just look back at the traditions of old and, and you know, and, and be vigilant about that too. You know, you want to be vigilant about anything that you share with your family. But if we're, they were to look at that and say that, you know, Halloween season for my family is going to be a time when we reflect on uh, death and reflect on the fact that our natural bodies are going to perish and it'll be laid to the ground, and um, it will decay. But we don't have to fear that because in the Easter time, we have our story of resurrection and the hope of resurrection after death because death is the final enemy that is to be defeated. And so should Christians celebrate Halloween? I think so. I think absolutely. But I think we need to um, stop thinking about Halloween and uh, the, you know, and, and all of its um, pagan stuff. You know, um, as Christians, I definitely don't think that we should uh, harp on people who do continue to do the, you know, dress up, go get candy, hot, watch horror movies. Um, talk about vampires, witches, and stuff like that. You know, um, half the people that do that stuff don't believe that that's actual stuff that goes on. They don't care about it. Um, it's Christians that are the ones who really care about it. And so I think that if if we as Christians care more about the fact that we're communicating death and that death is a reality and that death can happen, and really have that open conversation, I think we could win a lot of souls. So um, as uh, as I close, I do want to read one poem from this book. Um, it, it's a great book. Definitely check it out. You can just go on. Uh, I'm on like Gutenberg.org. I said it before, but it's called Halloween, a Remont with Lays, Meditative and Devotional. Um, again, it was printed in 1845, and it's just like this book of poems and psalms, and, it's a, and it focuses on death. And... Um, Yeah, so I want to read this uh, one poem. It's called uh, Give Me the Hour. Give me the hour of day's decline to muse upon my own, to call from earth each wish of mine and dream of heaven alone, and let nor voice nor foot intrude upon my meditative mood. As stretched in lonely cell or bower, I feel the shades that o'er the lay come lengthening till they fall on me and veil my pensive hour. For I've loved the eventide while yet I knew not why. But now since early friends have died, tis dear as memory. 
It minds me of their quiet sleep, neath many a grassy mound or deep. The floods of far-off seas below, it tells me how my years still on, how strong and lovely ones have gone, and how we all must go. My name shall ne'er be writ with those whose friendship's death can end. No grave upon my love can close, but no tomb take all my friend. Not only in communion blessed, I share the beatific rest, but off to even mine earthly kin, their death seems but a signet set to love whose converse path is yet all life with worldly men. To think of names once daily heard that now are red in stone and know each gesture, look, and word, familiar smile and tone. As all would be, could they but still give hand and heart with thine to trill. This is a pure, though sad delight, and such is mine at that sweet hour, when wakes the star and dies the flower, as sunset turns to night. Thus ye come back, my own dear dead, from paradise's door, to fill with feelings hollowed the world ye blessed before. When we were mates, ye drew with mine life's pictured way in equal line, nor dreamed we ye were near its goal, where hand in hand we thought to be, we've left lonely race to me. Ah, shall I run the whole. So, I want to encourage you, as a Christian, as a fellow believer, I want to encourage you to, instead of trying to berate people into not celebrating a holiday that they hold dear, to find a way that you can celebrate with them in a way that is true to your faith, and that is true to the teaching of Christ. Because that is what that is what the world needs is for us to, to be in the same location as they are, but to talk a different language. Right? While they're talking about blood and guts and gore. You know, we're talking about names that are remembered and people that we miss that are dead. But we know something that the other people don't, or at least we believe something that the other people don't, is that in Christ we will see them again. And that's the hope of Halloween. The hope of Halloween is that though they die, though they are sown, though they are buried, that at Easter time we can celebrate their resurrection, their coming resurrection. But without Halloween, you can't have Easter. Without death, you can't have resurrection. 
All right, guys. Well, um, I know uh, this has been a heavy episode, but I think Halloween should be a heavy time of season, but it should also be fun. And I think that's the mixture. You have to find that that, that mixture um, to where you can celebrate these things with other people. Um, guys, uh, I hope to do more stuff like this. Again, I, I want mattnews.biz to transition into this, uh, uh, how we can live life as Christians um, better. How we can live life as um, um uh, um, like, what does it mean to live a Christian lifestyle? To be wholly consumed with our love and passion for Jesus Christ. And I think that a lot of American evangelical churches are doing it wrong. Um, I think that a lot of American churches are, are in general are doing it wrong. Because I think they're too focused about themselves rather than being focused about the community and rather than being focused about um, ministering to people who are in uh, lowly places. And so, um, guys, I hope you join me again. Uh, the next episode, I have no clue what it's going to be about. It'll probably be just like this one, just some random thought that I have. And just, uh, you know, um, hopefully I want to start sharing kind of news stories and how, um, like, I would respond to that, and, and I hope that my response is a Christian response. Um, that's another idea that's been going around my head for a while, which is just like, you know, sometimes I think that, um, uh, especially when you're going around on Christian TikTok, you know, it's like we all want to be experts. <laughs> we all, um, it's not bad for everybody to have an opinion, but I think that the fact that the fact of the matter is, is that everybody mistakes having an opinion as being an expert um, in what they're saying, like what they're saying is true. And I think what we need to um get to grasp is, is that what we're saying is an exploration of ideas. And I think that's a better way to, to, to put it because I could be wrong today, but be right later on down the road. And that's an exploration of ideas. And I think that's one of the things that if you cut off uh, traditions like Halloween and you cut off celebrations like Halloween, you cut off uh, the exchanging of ideas. And I think that's, um, I think that's dangerous for Christians to do. It isolates us from the world, um, not in a good way. Um, I know these last few episodes and this one are, are kind of heavy, but um, I think these are conversations that are much needed in the Christian church today. And um, I'm not sure people are having them, at least not publicly. I feel like um, too many people are so focused on... Um, trying to have a voice in the news and so we lose track of these kinds of conversations or if these conversations are had they're the same old conversations you've always had and you get no new information or no new benefits out of them so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of mattnews.biz and i hope that you explore more with us because what we're trying to do is trying to um, explore that idea what does it mean to follow Christianity as a way of life. So join us next time as we explore more Matt News.